Hello and welcome back to the CEO as Activist podcast series brought to you by Business in the Community Ireland, the leading advisors in sustainability and CSR. On November the 13th at the 12th annual CEO Breakfast Forum, our Head of Marketing, Moira Horgan, discussed the topic of diversity and inclusion in the workplace with an inspiring and straight-talking Caroline Casey, the founder of The Valuable 500. Let's jump right in. I was on this stage this time last year hosting a really interesting conversation with JP Scally, the CEO of Lidl, Pat O'Doherty from ESB, and Margot Slattery, then CEO of Sodexo. And we touched, we talked a bit about the CEO's activist and diversity and inclusion. So before I call on my next amazing speaker to come on stage, let me just take two minutes and tell you what we do about diversity and inclusion at business in the community. According to the ESRI in 2018, a report from them about the five groups that face the biggest barriers to employment, they are people who come from jobless households, people with disabilities, migrants, and we've heard a lot about migrants and refugees in the media over the last while, lone parents, and people who've suffered from homelessness. In fact, in business of the community for nigh on 19 years, we've been working with many of these groups through our award-winning, internationally renowned education and employment programs. And I do want to acknowledge the government departments who fund this area of our work, and many of the departments are here this morning. Through our education programs, we reach into communities all over the country. We've probably helped around 50,000 kids with your support. We match business volunteers with seven and eight-year-olds and help them with literacy and numeracy. Many of those from a jobless household many of those who are suffering homelessness, many of those whose parents might be disabled and out of work. We also work at an older level with kids in their fourth and fifth year who are at risk of dropping out before the leaving cert. And through your support, we have business mentors who actually work with them and show them a pathway to create that pipeline of talent that we heard earlier on uh, that uh, IDA companies seek. Through our employment programs, we actually work with people with disabilities. We've been working with them for years. We work with marginalized migrants. We're actually in Mosney next week working with refugees and working with people who've suffered homelessness. And we've placed thousands of people. We've done great, but we're still tipping around the edges. We're not moving the dial enough on diversity and inclusion. We need that revolution. And Caroline's going to be talking about a revolution later on. So that's why collectively as a network, we created the Inclusive Employer Blueprint. Quite simply, it's a how-to guide of how to be authentically diverse and inclusive. It's not about pledges. It's about setting targets. It's about leadership. It's about learning from mistakes and actually be willing to share as well. It's about how do you connect into those marginalized communities? How do you engage with them? How do you recruit? But actually, how do you retain them as well? We launched the Blueprint in February in ESB's head office in Eastwall Road, which was a very important location for us to launch that Blueprint in. We're going to do a great event hosted by Workday next month, actually, to give a progress report. And many of our members were actually talking to them about it. We were working with around 20 members and just engaging them with them about the Blueprint and actually talking to them about it. And I have no doubt at the Sustainability Revolution Conference next year, we'll have some success stories to tell you but we'll also have some learnings for you as well. So that's what we're doing at Business in the Community. 
So why is diversity and inclusion such a hot topic? I don't know about you, but I'm sick of going to seminars and events and speeches every single day. Caroline's laughing away because she has been speaking all around this world for this topic for years. But we're not moving the dial. So let's talk about disability for a second. Two out of three adults in Ireland, two out of three people, sorry, who are disabled in Ireland are out of work. If you're on the autism spectrum, it's a 75% unemployment rate. If you have sight loss, it's 80% unemployment rate. As Martin was saying, there's a, we need that talent pool. This is an untapped talent pool that we need to blow wide open. I just want to quote what the CEO of the Irish Wheelchair Association, Rosemary Kill, said at a conference in September. People with disabilities face a constant recession when it comes to employment. I think one of the best advocates that this country has ever created is Caroline Casey. And she has created a movement called the Valuable 500. It's the first time she's going to be talking in Ireland about this. And before I bring Caroline on stage, let's have a look at what the Valuable 500 has been up to. So this year you've announced that diversity is at the heart of your brand agenda. How does that address disability? That's a terrific question. And the thing is, I think this is all about inclusivity. Yeah. So this year, for instance, Chris, we sponsored a float at the Gay Parade. Yeah. We have women. Lots of women. Mm. They're like everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Tim's Asian. And gay too. Which is great. Which is great. Two for one right there. So have you ever had people with disabilities appear in your advertising? Sure. Sure we have. Yeah. I'm sure we have. Yeah, I would think that is super likely. <laughs> We're 100% committed to considering a range of clothing for the disabled. You know, further on down the line. So this is Bill. Uh, he's paraplegic, isn't that right, Sharon? And uh, you're on our diversity page on our website, aren't you, Bill? Yes, I'm the only one currently... Tremendous, on tremendous addition to the team. Disability is something that we are committed to investing in very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 2019 is déjà consacré à célébrer la femme, l'avenir féminin et tout ça. The 2019 is earmarked for BAME, BAME. It means a lot to me personally. 2020? Ice caps. 2021? Mindfulness. Because. Do you have a year in mind for people with disabilities? Well, mm. yes, absolutely. I mean, just watch this space. <laughs> That's what I can say. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Caroline Casey. My God, it's like coming home. <laughs> Welcome home. We're going yeah. to stand up for this part, Caroline yeah. just said. Let's stand up and have a conversation. You've been a bit busy. Uh, Caroline was in Forbes magazine, was on the BBC last week, was at Davos earlier this year, talking, about some of the world's, uh, talking to some of the world's biggest CEOs about diversity and inclusion and the disability agenda. Why is disability a blind spot for people? Well, before I say that, um, I do want to say it's like coming home. I sent a tweet out uh, to say, Thank you, because this extraordinary historical initiative of the very first 
global leadership collective um, to put disability on the leadership agenda began in this country in partnership with business in the community and with the vision of Irish leadership. It's in this country we began something that nobody ever imagined. And with leaders, um, I think Kieran McGowan is here somewhere. I think I heard his name. He's there. <laughs> we did it, Kieran. Took us a long time. But when I think about it, this is an Irish story. And it's the first time we're coming back here to talk. And I can't thank business and community enough because this is the last phase of this campaign. And I wanted to end with a cherry on the cake and go back to Davos um, next year with the Irish business community. So we're starting our 60-day campaign to get Irish CEOs and leaders as part of the Valuable 500, which I'll just talk to you briefly about. But the reason that film is there mm. is to your point uh, about this diversity inclusion. And I call it the inclusion delusion because <laughs> It's insane that we are categorizing or siloing diversity and inclusion against each other. Categories of humanity and competing them. Yeah. LGBTQ against gender, against disability. And tick, when tick. that happens, disability is on the very, very edges. And it's the inspiration model or the poor creator model, or it's only about employment. I want to give you some statistics. The reason that this is happening is we have to stop the competition of DNI within our business world. We need leadership and we need business to understand the huge value of disability across the supply chain. It's about consumers worth eight trillion. It's around talent, next generation talent, as much as disabled talent. It's about your supply chain. It's about growth, innovation and opportunity. It is not anymore about creating a business case but telling you you're at risk. Netflix just put disability content into their programming. They didn't do it because it's worthy. Yes. They did it because it's about growth and innovation. And the reason we have launched the Valuable 500 is without you as CEOs, in the shadow and the light of you as CEOs, Nothing does or does not get done. CEOs make choices, those cultures create change. Those, culture, those cultures and leadership change how this can happen. And so we launched the Valuable 500 in Davos on the main stage this year with Paul Pullman as our CEO with Virgin Media and Omnicom as our strategic partners challenging 150, oh, sorry, 500 of the world's biggest and iconic brands and CEOs in 2019 to commit to putting leadership and disability together on the board or executive agenda. And I'm standing here, and we announced our 170th company yesterday, That's which is amazing. Talk. And also, of all of those brands, Accenture is here. It was one of our first, Microsoft was one of our first, Unilever, Virgin, Virgin Media. But so many of the companies that are here that are global are valuable 500 companies. It is the inclusion revolution. And so I'm coming here to Ireland to say, I want all of the Irish companies to be part of our list when we go back to Davos. I could listen to you all day, sorry. <laughs> I just got my, okay, just go on. Um, but we're, we're not moving the dial. I know at the inclusive employer, we focus more on employment, but just on employment for a second, Caroline, because I know your agenda is wider than that. Yeah. But why isn't the dial moving fast enough? Because there's not, so we keep talking and forcing this conversation about disability employment. How on earth can you convince a business that is talking about their bottom line when they're overwhelmed with everything, when they don't actually understand the return on investment? You cannot expect a business 
to look at employment solely on its own without connecting it into the consumer spending power and how it affects brand. Because it's about value. How can you serve the consumer base worth eight trillion if you don't have the intelligence in your business? That's a connection. Yeah. Like if we look at what IKEA did with McCann, okay? They did this incredible campaign called Disabled. It won a can door. In that campaign alone, it delivered 60 million to the bottom line in three months. That is what you as CEOs are interested in. And in this time of sentiment and reputation, and this is where we make the connection to employment, yeah. is Aon has said it's your reputation is your greatest asset and it's your greatest risk, both as leaders and brands. So what's happening now, your next generation talent are insisting upon transparency around inclusion, and they see disability as part of that. That's connected to employment. And now I'm going to give the other stat that's extraordinary. 56% of your boards have never had the conversation of disability at them. That is now a risk. 7% of you C-suite have a disability. Four out of five of you are hiding it, like I hid mine 20 years ago when I was in Accenture. But the other thing is, 1.3 billion people in the world have a disability, 80% is invisible, and 80% is acquired between the ages of 18 and 64. And what I'm trying to explain is, this is not a nice to have, this is real. And if we look at how we've leveraged gender or LGBTQ, disability is intersectional into that. But it is now a risk to leave it out. So that's how we make the connection to employment. And until we make that value connection to employment mm. across the supply chain, we're going to be beating down doors saying, please, please employ us. I know. As please, opposed, please employ yeah. us. And, and like, honestly, yeah. why would you? Because I think what we need to understand is it's also about retention. So it's more about connecting dots instead of bashing CEOs over the head and saying, you must do this. Exactly. We need to invite them in with a very, very, a, a huge business case, but also now it's about risk to brand. And it's a cultural change though as well, cultural because change. people are, there's a fear about the disability agenda, employing people, what equipment do I need? Accessibility, all that stuff. And at the network, you know, we have those conversations where we're going, well, actually, that didn't work. Learn from our mistakes, learn from this. But there's a fear that's holding people back. Fear is, is you know, fear is huge. Um, look, the truth of it is, my father died three years ago. And, and the reason I say this is it was anniversary just two weeks back. It, when, when dad died, it's what got me up to do the Valuable 500, this crazy idea. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed that when I talk about grief, and when my voice wobbles about the fact that I still miss my dad, it's the same response to disability. We all know we're going to face death. And every single one of us is going to face disability, either personally or through family members. But 98% of us are going to experience disability, right? And that's fear. So when we talk to somebody who's in grief or disability, because we don't want death and we don't really want disability for ourselves, that's the fear, yeah. and that's what puts us aside. So the most important thing is, when you have people like Richard Branson coming out of the closet and really speaking about his dyslexia, or when the CEOs are speaking about it, or we see role models and we normalize this, normalize this, because disability is just part of human condition, and we take the fear away, and we look at videos like this and we laugh. And we make this human, because what I really do beg us to think about, for those of us who are parents, and even if you're not, I have a four-year-old nephew who's struggling in school at the moment. And what I want to do is go down on my honkers and hold his shoulders and say, you're just perfect the way you are. But honestly, guys, the world isn't perfect the way it is. And if you had a child with a disability, the world isn't designed for them. But it's also not designed for us growing older. We need to future-proof our world. And business is the most powerful force that can do that, but 
there is the most extraordinary offering for you as brands and CEOs, as an early adopter, early mover, and to be part of a global community doing together. Because fear is the key, yeah. but fear of missing out, which is the valuable 500, mm -hmm. is a positive spin on fear. <laughs> FOMO, like, yes. you can't beat FOMO, FOMO no. So where are we now in the campaign? What's the next steps for the valuable 500? Well, tomorrow I'm going to go and interview Mark Carney, the governor of Bank of England for Bloomberg. Um, I'm doing Bloomberg interviews with several of the world's biggest CEOs. So when Mark Carney, the governor of Bank of England, got on board, I'm like, of course, any financial institution. Actually, it's the financial institutions and CEOs that have copped this quicker because they want to keep the consumer right through their lifespan from cradle to grave. So where we are is 169. We have a further 150, I think it's 15 in conversation. Um, we have, we go back to Davos main stage again. We have a, we'll be announcing a official partnership with the World Economic Forum. Once we have those companies, and then we will launch the next stage of the Valuable 500, which is called the Leadership Collective from Davos. Um, I come back in here into Ireland on the 10th of January yep. with a CEO breakfast to see how many CEOs are gonna come and join us. Um, and for the next sort of 60 days is to try and say, hello, I'm here. Make sure, please, Ireland's on the map because this is where it began. And I know that we can do this. Um, so if anybody wants to see me afterwards, I feel like Liam Neeson. I will find you. I will hunt you down. <laughs> I am going to be the flea in every CEO's ear. But this is a moment of really deep pride because this country did this. And it was with these Irish leaders and all the supporters I had. And I'll never forget it from the Ability Awards days from 2005 to 10. I just want to say a huge thank you because we're making history. Thank you. I am. <laughs> So, uh, I feel like we should have microphones that we can just do mic drop, but Caroline leaves the building. Uh, one last word, 250 CEOs in the room, what do you want to say then about this topic? Your parting words. I'm really shaking, it's harder to speak in Ireland than it is anywhere else in the world. <laughs> um, I'm here, please join the Valuable 500 if you're a CEO of a company that has over a thousand employees. Join people like Alistair Blair and Accenture, the PwCs, um, the IKEAs, the uh, Googles. Be part of a global community. They always say that, you know, small, com small people can't make big things happen or small countries. That is absolutely untrue. And I absolutely believe it is Ireland will have done something historic. And I want Ireland's blueprint all over this as I go to Davos. But the thing I really want to end with is, um, something that I have learned hugely after dad's death. We do only get one chance. And as dad was dying, and I'd always wanted to do this campaign, he said, what did I ever teach you? Be yourself, because everyone else is taken. And bleep the bastards. And the reason <laughs> I say that is, we only get one chance to be ourselves, and I want to create a world where everybody can be themselves and stop worrying about what other people think. The day of hiding who we are is over. We need to be stand up and be proud of our difference. So please help us do that. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline Casey. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can listen back to more discussions from the CEO Forum by visiting our website, www.bitc.ie.